Hello. We are excited that you have decided to join us today via our podcast. There are other ways you can join. You can watch us live on Facebook, YouTube, and Roku under the Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries or on our website at www.mtdm.org. You can also join us in the sanctuary at 401 North Wright Street, Bergaw, North Carolina, 28425, every Sunday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern Standard Time and Tuesdays at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. If you would like to give a donation, you can go to our website and click the donation button at www.mtdm.org. Healer, you are the God that has healed us. We thank you, God, for being El Roy. We thank you that you are God who sees. God, we just thank you for your redemptive names. We just thank you, God. We thank you, God. We honor you, God. We thank you for being Jehovah Shalom. God, you are peace on tonight. And we thank you and we honor you, God. We just glorify your name. And fathers, I stand before your people on tonight. I thank you, Father God, that as I open my mouth, you have already filled it. I thank you that our hearts are open and repaired, prepared to receive what you have for us on tonight. I thank you that we have been crucified with Christ and it's no longer us who live, but it's Christ who lives on the inside of us. And God, you shall get all the glory. You shall get all the honor and you shall get all the praise in Jesus name. Amen. I'm going to go back over what I went over last Tuesday and how many know that when I go over it the second time, y'all know what's up, right? See, I give you a hint all the time. When I go over it two times, you already know what's up. Ask your neighbor, what's up? Ask them again, say, what's up? Say, I think I deserve an answer. (laughs) Ask Jennifer, say, you know. I want to talk again about the sin nature. We've been going over um, sin, transgression, and iniquity. We know that sin is missing the mark. We know that a transgressor is one that know but not doing. We know when iniquity come, it means that you keep repeating that sin over and over again without repentance. And the reason why I went over sin, because we know what happened in the Garden of Eden. We know that God had given Adam a command, which he was headship in that family. And he told him what he did not want him to do was eat from that tree of knowledge of good and evil, that if he ate from that tree, he would surely die. So that was one command that God had given. We know that everything that God made, it was good. When he finished, he said it was very good. So we know that God rested on the seventh day because everything was complete in him. Complete means perfection. There's nothing missing. There's nothing broken when it comes to God. But the thing that God did was he put us in the garden after he completed everything. So by putting us in that garden after he completed everything, we had everything we needed. So we know that sin entered that garden because there was old Slewfoot. There was old Satan. He was in that garden. He used a serpent. He used 
a creation of God. So don't think just because you're born again, Satan won't use you if you allow him to. Matter of fact, some of us probably been used before we came to Bible study. Amen. I believe the majority of us probably have been used. It may have been in our actions and our thoughts. We've been used some kind of way. That's why I thank God for Jesus. I don't know about you. I thank God for Jesus. So we see that he told Adam as being head what not to do. Adam gave that command to his wife. The serpent, he began to talk to Eve, which Satan was using. As he talked to Eve, he put her attention on something that God told them not to eat from. And this is what the enemy does. He tempts us. But in that temptation, he used deception. That's his tool that he used, even with us, is deception. What he does, he twists what God's saying and make it look like it's true. But he's twisted the word to get what he wants from us. So we see what happened. Eve ate from the tree. She gave Adam um, the fruit from the tree. And Adam took that fruit. Now we know that Eve was deceived. But the word says later on that Adam was not deceived. Eve was the one that was deceived. So sin entered the world. And when sin entered the world, um, shame came. Fear came. All of this came in the world. We went over the scripture, the reason why I went back through Genesis, because as the spirit lead me, that's where I'm going to go. And then we're going to end up in the New Testament. So if you start with Genesis, it will connect with everything else in the Bible from the old to the new. So we see what happened when sin had entered. They begin to hide themselves. They begin to try to make clothing for themselves. That's called self-righteousness. Anytime we try to do it ourselves outside of God, that means we're saying we, we don't need God. We can, we can do it ourselves. It's dependent on yourself outside of God. But we know what God did. God made them clothing. He killed an animal. Blood was shed. So there goes the shedding of blood in the beginning. Without the shedding of blood, there is no remission of sin. So after um, that, you know, God began to tell them this is what's going to happen. And we know he told the serpent because of what you've done. He said, you're going to go back on your belly. So evidently the serpent could walk, right? So he said, you're going to go back on your belly. From dust you came, from dust, y'all know that part. And he told him what was going to happen. It was going to be hostility between that serpent seed and, hot, and the, woman, the seed of a woman. So what was going to happen, there was going to be war between the godly seed and the ungodly seed. So I'm getting to the point of Romans 5.12. All of that to get to this one scripture, right? But we want you to know where all of this is coming from and why Paul is saying what he's saying. Romans 5.12. Therefore, just as through one man. It said, therefore, just as through one man. We know that one man is who? It's Adam. Sin entered the world. Now, one man, it came through one man. Sin entered the world, which was Adam. And death through sin. So because of Adam sinning, Death came through sin, and thus death spread to all men because all men have sinned. So through that one man, which was Adam, death came. That's why the Bible says, if, if y'all have read it, and I know you have, Romans 6.23 says, For the wages of sin is death, 
That's why that verse says, therefore, just as through one man, sin entered the world and death through sin. So the wages, the penalty for sin is death. So somebody have to die dealing with sin. And it said death spread to all men because all have sin. So we know that all of us come through who? One man, which was Adam. So what I want to show you is this sin nature through the sin that Adam committed him and Eve. All of us was born into this world with the sin nature. Let me give you the definition of sin nature again. All of us was born in the world with a sin nature, which impels us to commit sin. The sin nature that you were born into this world with before you got born again, it impels you to sin. And it says, not only do we commit sin, but it is our nature to do so. When Adam and Eve ate from that forbidden fruit, the spirit of God, remember God said, if you eat from that tree of knowledge of good and evil, he said, you shall surely die. That was not a physical death. That was a spiritual death. That means the spirit of God, the life of God, when we go back to Genesis, when it says that God formed man from the dust of the ground. And when he formed that man, he blew the breath of life into that man. And that man became a living soul. So that one man and that one man was the whole human race. So God put in that one man everything he needed. He's going to pull from that one man. So that's why we see that all of us became sinners because of that one man. The spirit of God, the life of God that was in them left them. And they became separated from God and they could no longer have fellowship with God. This is why it says that our sin separated us from God. That means we could no longer have fellowship with God. So the spirit in man became dead. And that dead spirit is that sin nature that's in man from birth. So this is why when you look at Psalms 51, 5, Psalms 51, 5, the expanded Bibles, what I'm reading from, it says, I was brought into this world, born in sin and guilt. In sin, my mother gave birth to conceive me. So even David knew. He said, I was born, another version may say, born in sin, shaped in iniquity. Um, but he was born in sin, brought forth in sin. So David recognized, I'm coming into this world as a sinner. Then when we look at Psalms 58.3, it's going to verify it even the more. We want this to be established by two or three witnesses. Amen. So here we go again in Psalms 58.3. From birth, the womb, evil people turned away, go astray from God. It's in the womb, from birth. They wander off and tell lies as soon as they're born. This is what the word says. So everybody that comes from the womb, that is born into the world, come forth lying. A baby come forth crying, but they're ready to lie right then. Crying and whining and selfish. How many women had children and they don't care if you don't get no sleep? They want you to get up and feed them. They want you to get up and change them. They don't care if you just put your head on the pillow. Ah, 
crying, crying all the time for something selfish. You have some babies coming forth and they start out rebellious, stubborn. Don't want to take the body. I don't want that. Ain't warm enough. That's, that's what we come forth in, right? So we got those scriptures to verify that all of us, before we got born again, had a sin nature on the inside of us. So what does that mean? Go to Ephesians 2, verse 1 through verse 3. Ephesians 2, verse 1 through verse 3. And you he made alive. This is talking about God. God made us alive. God is who quickened us, made us alive, who were dead in trespasses and sin. What that's saying is that spirit in us was dead in trespasses and sin. That nature that we had in us was dead. It represents death. And then it goes on in verse 2, in which you once walked according to the course of this world. That walk mean lived according to the prince of the power of the air, the spirit who now works in the sons of disobedience. So what Paul is saying to the Ephesians, the ones that's born again, the ones that have accepted Jesus as their Lord and Savior, he's letting them know where they were, not where they should be now. And then he said, among whom also we all once conducted ourselves in the lust of our flesh, fulfilling the desires of the flesh and of the mind, and were by nature children of wrath just as the others. So that nature that was in us before we accepted Jesus was coming from Satan, was coming from the God of this world, and that's a sin nature which represents death because the enemy, that's what he's about. He's about death. So we understand that all of us, before we got born again, had a sin nature that was on the inside of us. So what I'm going to do, I'm going to go back to Genesis and give you a little bit more information dealing with this sin nature. Because when I hit the point of the sinful nature being taken care of through Jesus Christ, you're going to understand some things that were going on before you got born again. And you're going to understand some things that's still going on now that you're born again, even though you don't have that sin nature. So when we go back and we look in the word of God and we go from when Adam and Eve sinned, and we know that Adam and Eve had children, but they talked about Cain and Abel. We see that Cain killed his brother Abel because he was rejected. So there was jealousy there. There was rejection there. There was murder there. But God gave Cain an opportunity. He said, sin lies at the door and wait on you. See, that sin nature was there. But God was letting them know, letting him know what was right. Now, Adam and Eve told them what was right. They told them what happened in that garden. And they wanted them to go by the way of the Lord. Abel went by the way of the Lord because he had the shedding of blood. Cain did not go by the way of the Lord, so he was rejected. God said, don't you know if you do good that you will be accepted? So Cain's continence changed. There was anger there. That's that sin nature. 
that sin nature brings anger. And when you told not to do something, God told him, you can master sin. It's lying at the door. When God began to speak truth to him, that nature in him rose up and killed his brother. So after Abel was killed, then Adam and Eve came back together and knew one another. But before they came together and knew one another, there was an ungodly line. And that was Cain's ungodly line. Through Cain's ungodly line, we see that he had a great, great, I don't know if it was great, 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 but he had a grandson who ended up doing what Cain did. And he thought it was acceptable. See, with a sinful nature, what happens is you don't know that you're sinning because that nature in you is dead. So you thinking what you do is right because his granddaddy done it. Come on, somebody. I'm helping y'all. The way you raise and what your children see you do, even though it's not acceptable, y'all, this is going to get some deep to let you know the reason why Jesus had to come. So Cain, he did, the, the grandson did what Cain did, and he thought it was acceptable. So that ungodly generation was just following what was happening with Cain. So they was living a life that was not acceptable before God. It was like they knew, well, they thought they were doing right. How many of us was born into a family and we see things in that family that we thought it was acceptable because we saw our mother and father do it. We may have seen our mother, maybe been single mother, the mother sleeping around with men, you seeing a different man just a different day. And you thought it was okay because that man was giving you candy. That man was buying you something. Mama said, call him daddy. So you calling that man daddy, you wake up and that ain't the same daddy. This is another man. That, that, the one that was your daddy ain't your daddy. This is your daddy. Call him daddy. So, okay, you be with that man maybe a year. Next thing you know, nope, another man show up in the house. No, that's your real daddy right there. So you don't know who's your daddy, but you see in the pattern. So as you get older, by watching your mother, it didn't seem like it was nothing wrong with it because you got fed, you got clothed, you lived a happy life in that house, and y'all lived as one happy family. So that was acceptable. So you're thinking, this is what's acceptable for me. So now you growing up, you sleeping around with men, and sleeping around with these men, you having different chilling, as they say, from different daddies, but the same mama. So those children are seeing that pattern. So it's going to be a seed in that bunch that do just like, come on, it's going to go right back. So they're thinking it's acceptable because they grew up that way. Can I get an amen? Can I get a well? This is what's happening. So they thought this was acceptable. And some things that we grew up in, we thought it was acceptable because that's what everybody did. Okay, let's look at it this way. People would go to church, say hallelujah, praise Jesus, fall all out, giving God glory, and then hit the club. And then come back and get the mic drunk and sing and everybody praising God because the drunk man in there singing and crying out. We thought, people thought that was acceptable until the spirit come into place. Mm-hmm. That's that sin nature. 
But when nobody told you about a sin nature and knowing the difference, you thinking we're going to praise God on Sunday, but we're going to be ready to party Friday and Saturday. And we're going to come high on Sunday and be saying, oh, oh, the Holy Ghost got him. Holy Ghost got him. No, that bottle got him. And people think it's the Holy Ghost. They think it's the fire of the Holy Ghost. So people look at these things as being acceptable, but they're not acceptable. This is why God raised people up amongst you, right in the midst of the mess. God will raise somebody up in that church that's saying something ain't right about this. Something is just hitting me wrong. And that's when God connect them with somebody that know the truth. And they begin to come in the church, tell people truth, and they begin to say, you got to get out of here. Oh, I know I'm preaching right. I'm talking about the sin nature. It's in the church. And people saying that they are saved. But ain't no way you can be accepting Jesus and uh uh-uh. Ain't no way. Because it's a heart thing, y'all. You ain't going to want to do those things no more. Even though you don't know the word the way you need to know the word, you know that if you truly accepted Jesus, you say, I can't do this no more. It's something in me. You, you saying something, but it's the Holy Spirit in you that's convicting you of righteousness and letting you know that's not God's way of doing things because you did truly accept Jesus. So you say, no, I can't be a part of this no more. Now your family hates you because you're leaving the family church and you ain't keeping up with tradition. Tradition mean I can party on Sundays. I mean, on Saturdays, and I need to be in the house. Y'all know y'all was raised. Party all you want on Saturday, but you better hit the, house, the Lord's house on Sunday. What's the point of hitting the Lord's house on Sunday and you ain't ready to change? Help me, somebody. Well, if I get them in the Lord's house, they'll do better. But if the Lord's house is tore up, how can they do better? And the preacher's cutting out on his wife, and you know it. And they're packing. Wait for you to say something so they can take out their nine. Can I get a witness? Amen. Thank you, Jesus. It's the truth. This is church. That's what people call church. But when the remnant come in the church, the ones God have set aside, people don't want to hear that. Because see, they want to serve God and serve the devil. But you can't have two masters. So when we go through the Bible, And we look at Cain and Abel, and then it went, when he killed Abel, Adam and Eve begin to come together again, and here comes Seth. That's when the word of God began to be known again, through Seth's generation. Then through Seth, you got Noah. Noah was a preacher of righteousness. See, God is always going to have somebody in the midst of mess. Y'all better hear what I'm telling you. He's going to have somebody who love him in the midst of mass to tell people that's not the God we serve. That's not how we were taught. So Noah, he began to preach righteousness to them. They didn't want to hear it. God came to Noah. What did he do? He told him to build an ark. And God said, the wickedness is so bad on the earth. He said, I repent. I'm sorry. See, God has, he has a heart, y'all. He has sorrow in his heart because of the wickedness. Come on, if we love God the way we say we love him and God is in us, how can we stand to be around wickedness and be around stuff that ain't right with God in the midst and say, oh, how I love Jesus? Ain't no way. 
When your heart truly turned towards God, it's going to turn away from sin. Because you're going to know what God done for you and you don't want no part of it. Amen. See, I'm telling y'all to say amen. Now y'all, amen. When the spirit really hits, you're going to be, amen. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Testify. (laughs) Anyway. So we see that Noah was the righteous one. God told Noah what to do. He told Noah he was going to destroy the earth because it was so wicked. He said every imagination of their heart, everything they think about, this is in Genesis 6, is so wicked. Flesh have made this earth so wicked that I'm going to destroy everything on the earth. Everything, the animals, everything, I'm going to destroy it all. But he said, Noah, I want you to take your family. And I want you to take, he told him about the animals to take in that ark. And when Noah did everything God said, he shut the door. Don't that remind you of the end? Ain't no more room. Ain't going to be no more room at the end. Remember when Jesus went to the end? They ain't had no room from Jesus. But Jesus went in the manger. See, some of us still don't have room for Jesus. So they went into the ark. Y'all know what happened. When they come off the ark after the rain, y'all, I'm just taking you through the Bible, dealing with the sin nature. If y'all follow Genesis, you'll be like, my God. So when you look, when they come off the ark, God began to make a covenant with Noah. The same thing he told them in the beginning. I want you to replenish. I want you to fill the earth. Because God made a covenant with Noah. So that's what he told him to do. Replenish and do what? Fill the earth. So the earth had to be replenished and filled through Noah and his family. So y'all know what happened. Noah got in a place and got drunk. He was so drunk, he was naked, y'all. Noah, the righteous one. Come on, somebody, the one that preached righteousness. Now, y'all know we mess up just like Noah. So his son went in there, was Ham. Ham went in there and saw his father nakedness and went out and talked about his father. He was disrespectful. But his other two children, Shem and Japheth, is that his name? They went and walked backwards and began to cover up their father's nakedness because they had respect for him. So we know Canaan got cursed because of his dad, Ham, right? So sin was still there. So we know through Noah, through Shem, it came Abraham. Y'all see how you got to follow your line? It's more names in there, but it, it came Abraham. And when Abraham came in on the scene, you know, it was sin in the midst Where Abraham was dealing with his daddy. And God said, "Uh uh-uh, you got to come out. You got to come out from amongst them. Because he knew what sin would do. It was there. So Abraham, he came out from amongst them. Y'all, I'm just taking you on a trip. In a little rocket ship. So I'm taking you on a trip. So we see what Abraham did. He was obedient to God. And through Abraham came Isaac, right? And Esau. But what happened? We know that through Isaac, um, Rebecca was the one that he had as his wife. They end up having um, Esau and Jacob, right? But Isaac was the promised seed. He was the seed that many people were going to come through, right? 
So we see what happened with Jacob and Esau. What happened with Jacob and Esau? The Lord told Rebekah, he said, it's a war in that womb. She knew something wasn't right between those two twins. God told them that's two separate nations in your womb. Now, come on, they're brother and sister, but it was going to be two separate nations. Go back to Genesis 3 when he said, between Satan's seed and the woman's seed, it's going to always be hostility. So you had, she knew, she said, he said, the one that's young, older is going to serve the younger. But it should have been Esau, the firstborn with the blessing. But God already told her, it's going to be Jacob. So what did they do? She went to work. She said, all right, Jacob, I want to put some hair on you like Esau. He was very hairy. And when your daddy come in there, now I'm going to cook the food because I know you can't cook. So I'm going to cook the food and you're going to go in there and give it to your daddy. And he's going to feel over you and pull little Isaac. He said, you smell like Esau, but he felt like he wasn't Esau. But he still pronounced a blessing on Jacob. So Jacob, and see, I'm getting somewhere. So through Jacob, when we look at Jacob and everything that happened with Jacob, y'all know what happened with Jacob. He ended up having Joseph. He ended up having Benjamin. He loved Joseph more. Joseph ended up going into Egypt. That was a part of God's plan. But before all this happened, Judah ended up over there sleeping with somebody he didn't suppose to. And anyway, Jesus came through Judah. But I'm going to back way back up. I'm going back to the Tower of Babel, y'all. Because what happened, tear to my back up. All right, Terry, keeping up with me. Come on, Terry. He told my back up. Terry say, ready. So when we go back to that Tower of Babel, we see that that Tower of Babel, remember God told Noah descendants, be fruitful and multiply. I want you to replenish the earth. But Nimrod, that come through an ungodly seed, Ham seed, I believe, did not want to replenish no earth. They didn't want to replenish. They want to have their own population the way they want to do it. So when God saw them coming together, God said, no, you ain't doing what I told you to do. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to come down there because everything that you imagine to do, being that you're working together, He said, there's nothing that you won't be able to do that you imagine because you coming together. He said, let's go down, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit, and confuse their language. They had one language, so they understood each other. Y'all, I'm going somewhere with this. Communication. When you come together and you have the same language, there's nothing that you cannot do. So God confused their language. And some talking uh, Japanese, some talking Spanish, some talking French, some talking all kind of languages. We probably don't need the Portuguese, all that kind of stuff. They're talking all that stuff. So they had to split and go all over everywhere (laughs) because they were coming together. And the Lord told me when I was reading that once again, he said, the reason why the church don't come together, they don't have the same language about being Jesus they can't communicate because they are not on one accord they don't have the same language about my son some of them have the language of they got to do something to get something see not on one accord oh y'all this is so good I'm gonna have to cut it off though 
Because if I keep on going and going and going, I might have to revive you like they did, like Paul had to do that man. I ain't sit there to get all of this for nothing. But I look at what God did. So I'm going to move forward. So we got the Tower of Babel, right, y'all? He had to confuse those languages. But then when you go past that Tower of Babel, that's when we get to Abraham. I had to back up. And then when we go on through Abraham, we're going to talk about the Tower of Babel. It was some sin there. He had to confuse. But then in Abraham time, remember what happened to him and Lot. God didn't tell him to take Lot. Abraham took Lot because he thought it was his responsibility because Lot was a part of his family. So when he took Lot, there was um, what strife between Lot, uh, what you call those people, herdsmen and Abraham herdsmen. But because Abraham had a relationship with God and not like with dealing with Jesus, but, you know, he walked with God. He said, you know what, if you go left, I go right. You go right, I go left. Because we are brethren. Church, y'all get that? How many of us in this room, when we have strife with each other, do we say, you go this way, I go that way, you go that way, I go this way, or are we ready to punch somebody? Come on, we don't try to settle it. Abraham was such in a place with God that he knew no matter where he went, he had everything he needed. So we see... Abraham and Lot. But guess what Lot did? And this is what some of us do. Lot looked over there and he saw Sodom and Gomorrah and it was beautiful. Had all that green grass. He said, ooh, okay. So he went to Sodom and Gomorrah, but he didn't know what he was getting into. The very place that he went to go into, God was going to destroy it because of the sin that was there. Because it was so wicked. So what Abraham did, he interceded. But, you know, God still did what he had to do. But when God went over there, men was after men that was dealing with homosexuality, you know, dealing with all that in that city. It was sin in that city. Sin was everywhere. But in that city, they was making it known they were out of the will of God. So what did God have to do? He had to destroy that city. But he got Lot and his family out. But the wife. She didn't really want to leave, so she looked. He said, I don't want you to even look back. She looked. She turned into a pillar of salt. That was really those ashes. So then we see that Lot and his daughters went to Zor. And they call it Zor because it was so little. But after they got in Zor, he saw that we don't need to be here no more. So he moved with his daughters. His daughters told him, told the other sister, the older daughter, We need to sleep with our daddy. Ain't no men over here. We ain't going to have no seeds. Come on, y'all. What do you call that? Incest. Come on, we're still dealing with the sin nature. So both of them slept with their daddy, and this is how we end up with the Moabites and the Ammonites, something like that, knights. Ites. So we see, I'm going on. So then we're dealing with moving on forward. Where are we at? We're at Lot. We're moving on forward. Abraham, I got to Isaac. I got to Jacob. I'm letting y'all know how sin was prevalent. When you look at Isaac, Isaac was doing what God was telling him to do, but he lied, didn't he? He lied. He said that Rebecca was his what? Sister. Sister. We look at Jacob. What did Jacob do? He was a schemer, 
right? But God still used Jacob. So what I'm saying is the sin nature had to be dealt with. So when you go through all of them, you go through Joseph, and we know Joseph went to Egypt. Why did Joseph go to Egypt? He went to Egypt to save his people. When he did all what he had to do, we know Jacob died. Jacob ended up blessing the 12 tribes, right? He ended up blessing those tribes. But Judah was the one that helped put Joseph in the what? In the pit. But then Judah said, let's take him out of that pit. Let's sell him part of God's plan. So Judah, through Judah, Jesus came. Through the tribe of Judah, that's where Jesus come from. You would think it would come through Joseph, wouldn't you? Because Joseph was the one that did everything he did. So I'm going here. So after Joseph, and then we see that God talked to Abraham. He told Abraham they were going to go into bondage for 400 and some years. So they did end up in Egypt. But remember Levi. Levi was part of those tribes. Out of Levi came Moses. So when you follow these generations, you're going to know what's happening. So Moses had to be the one to deliver God's people. So why am I getting here in Exodus? This is the reason why I'm getting here. When they get to Exodus, God used Moses to be the deliverer. You know, Moses ended up bringing them out of bondage, but they were in there for 400 and some years. They were getting used to the culture of the Egyptians. So what God had to do, remember, people were doing things that they thought was right because sin, that the spirit in them was dead. So what God had to do, he had to create laws. And when he created those laws, those laws that he created revived that spirit, that sin nature that was in them, it came alive. And what God told them not to do, they end up doing. And I'm stopping there because it's going to get better and better and better. Now, how far did I go tonight? That's why you have to read the word. And you got to know what the word is saying. So when somebody is speaking to you, you can keep up through being in the word and you will know why Jesus had to come. What was the problem? Amen. God is good, isn't he? So we're going to keep going through this. But remember next week you have a test on what I went over so far and everything is going to connect together. And remember on this test, I believe the scriptures I gave you one banana, two banana, three banana, four. Might be five bananas in there. <laughs> but you're going to know what I'm asking for. It might not be much. We just want to make sure we're on one accord. So when we're ministering to people, all of us can be on one accord. We can have one language and nobody won't be able to fool you, y'all. Because you're going from the beginning to the end and you got a middle too. So we're going to make sure we get it all in and when you're ministering to people as disciples and they're asking some questions, you'll be able to answer those questions and let them know where it did began. Amen. To God be the glory. Amen. 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 Do we have any announcements on tonight? Thanks for watching Miracle Temple Deliverance Ministries, where miracles happen. 
You can join us each week on Sunday at 11 a.m. Eastern for church service and on Tuesday at 7 p.m. Eastern for Bible study. For upcoming events, teachings, and ways to contact us and more, you can visit us on the web at www.mtdm.org. You can also give a donation by clicking the Donation tab. God bless you, and we will see you next week.